Hey everybody, welcome back to Sword Coast Coast to Coast. This is Cameron here. This is episode 21. I'm your dungeon master. In case you did not know that up until this point, the party is now in Marsimber doing Marsimber stuff. They got rid of that dastardly. Phobalon. Something thing. Curious to see what y'all think about how they did that, but um, yeah, they're getting into Marsimber. It's a different kind of adventure. I don't want to tell you too much up, up you know, to begin with, but we get a little bit of wandering around in this episode. They're kind of feeling it out, get a little bit of character development from everybody. Sadly, James was not able to play with us today, and, or as I told you in the last episode as well, he's still not here for this episode, uh, so Kylie is going off and doing uh, his own thing. We find all, we find out all about that, ooh, tongue twister, uh, pretty soon, so don't you fret and don't you worry. Hmm, what else do I have to say? I don't think anything. Let's get right into it. They're going to Marsimber. So you, it takes, like I said, so this is about half a day travel. So you have about one full day. You camp. Um, and uh, you end up approaching Marsimber in the morning. Uh, when you'd seen it from the sea before, it was a sparkling city of lights that seemed to expand out into the water. In the light of day, you can see that it appears that way because it rests on a swamp, and the city's buildings and pathways extend across any piece of stable land where they can gather purchase. Stocky towers and walled-in compounds dominate some small islands, while others are stacked high with shacks, and boarding houses. A small fleet of ships sail between the islands, each their own special shop, selling food or goods. This is a city that's always in flux, and its politics are as complex as the waves and tides. This is a city that has been invaded, ransacked, abandoned, burned down, and plague-ridden more than a dozen times in the past 200 years, and it shows in every encounter. The nobility play games of intrigue and power, each yearning to become a part of the ever-shifting secret council of five who govern the city. They are distrustful of the commoners because of a scoundrel, or because a scoundrel with a corner gang could become a warlord tomorrow if the right storm or sickness sways enough common minds. This is Marsimber, the city of spices, the most glorious seaport in all of Cormier. Wow. Impressive. It's like fantasy New Orleans. It, it it literally is fantasy New Orleans. <laughs> that's the way it's uh, kind of positioned in Forgotten Realms lore, and that's how you should think of it here, right? So if if Tazir was like, you know, the the fantasy Tatooine, right? Um, mm -hmm. Then this is like fantasy New Orleans. A lot of cultures coming into contact with one another, um, but there is this kind of there's an aristocracy and there's like mm -hmm. a ruling government to it. It's a little bit more um, structured than Tizir was, but same groups of people that you might find there, right? This is a, sea, a bustling seaport. There's a lot of people here. There's a lot of resources. Tess, there's certainly people here for your, you know, kind of thieving network kind of mm -hmm. ability you have. Um, so think about all the, the things that could be beneficial to you in a city that is like that. And it's big. And, and Rice has a house here. And Rice has two houses here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. John Goodman, too. <laughs> okay, but does John Goodman have an underground bunker to go with his house? You got to play the game to find out. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> play to find out what happens. That's the goal of this adventure, is to find John Goodman's secret <laughs> underground bunker. And free the woman he has trapped there. <laughs> you you make your way there, led by Keel Horst. There's a couple northern gates, or there are a couple gates coming in from the, the northern side. Our Marsimber in our, in our map is actually kind of flipped the other way a little bit, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the general idea. So lots of islands... And there's probably even smaller islands here, too. So boats can come in and out in between those islands. And there's going to be, you know, aristocracy and things like that that are that solely own those islands. And they're they kind of have like rentier economy. But then there's also like stuff on the quote unquote mainland here. Right. Too. Um, So so it's not just swamp and islands. It's other stuff, too. Kylie, of course, is uh, not here, as, as people know from my intro that I, I would have said already. But Kylie looks to all of you. I've, I've had, uh, he's been here quietly this whole time, <laughs> saying nothing. Amazing. Being, being, very, yeah, being very introspective. And Kylie turns to all of you at this point and says, I need to, I need to return. Not return. I don't know why I said that. I need to, to, to see about something in the swamps. I need to discover something in the swamps. It, it's it's really I've heard of Marsimber before. I've heard of some of the things that are in the swamps north of the city, and I, it's important to me to discover those. And so he says, "I'll be back in a couple weeks," and he heads north, splits away from the party, and goes uh, north into the swamps, the swamps to have his own adventure. A couple of weeks. Yep. Take take a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally made of fire he's not gonna <laughs> yeah, i think he'll be okay um but yeah so so you come in keel brings you into the city and you enter through one of the gates and she explains to you where um your board where your lodgings could be she, she tells you about an island kind of dead in the center of the city that um that the suda unit uses along with some other kind of government um, organizations and things like that and she says well here's a bunkhouse here it's called the lazy rabbit and you can go to the lazy rabbit and uh, get all the kind of stuff that you might need you know food lodging things like that so you this is your first time in marsimber all of you um and you all decide you know we've talked about this before before we started the session you all decide that you want to go you know have a night alone just doing something you want to do um, so let's talk about those really briefly. Um, Silverleaf, you're the only person that I, I don't know what you want to do in this session. Oh. Have you really? thought about it? Yeah, I did. Um, did we talk about it? Yeah, I th- well, oh, I I'm talked to, I think, yeah, it's okay. Silverleaf um, is, uh, there's a very special restaurant, like, that's like, a note is made of in the bones. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. who has owned this particular uh, like Bone, which is the Atlas of uh, of Faerun, uh, has been to it um, in their travel south. Uh, when they take the sun. When they take the sun, thank you. Um, and so Silverleaf, uh, despite it's it's a it's it's uh, it's fortunate that this is like the kind of restaurant uh, where you can order something that requires you to put like a uh, like a like a napkin over your head mm-hmm. um, uh, while you eat to hide your 
to hide your sin from from gods, uh, from the gods, um, like an Ortolan bunting situation. Uh, mm-hmm. So Silverleaf is going to go to that restaurant um, and have one glass of wine uh, and eat eat with very a straw, well, please. Yeah, with it with yeah with ice cubes, um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah. Okay, what? Uh, why this one special restaurant? What's so good about it? Um, it's just like it's just very it's just a very very old restaurant, right? Mm. Like it's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, um, as long as Marsember has been around, um, and it has it's uh it's run by elves, uh, and it has survived relatively unchanged so you can get some like some very you know it's like the menu is informed by hundreds of years of cuisine so you can get some old stuff Mm. Uh, like it's like you know you've been to like a fusion restaurant well this is like a fusion restaurant but for like different time periods Mm. Um, so there's like uh (laughs) there's like hard tack from yes. like famine years <laughs> right and then there's like delicious sumptuous pig right but yeah the, yeah but like the hard tack is like gussied up quite a bit it's very like it's poverty you know, tourism I, like that's, time tourism <laughs> yeah. yeah it's more like time tourism i would just say like but you know like they like they make it's not like hard tack from that period it's like yeah. hard tack that they have like made specially to you know what it was like in that period and they had to get like really creative with the ingredients that they had you know like hard tack yeah so so really uh, you like swamp water and sawdust and stuff yeah (laughs) yeah exactly that's what i was thinking like you're like going down the menu and it's like dandelion greens and then parentheses it says something like from you know dr 1410 when (laughs) the city was burned down and we had to forage from the countryside yeah from the era of like this mayor right back when uh marsember uh was a was a you know mayoralty right mm-hmm. um before like this you know this civilization came in and took over and you know made it into a into a kingdom and like you know yeah cool that sort is of there, thing is there anything uh silver leaf's trying to learn here just trying to get the experience just trying to get the experience just trying to like uh uh tick it off his his uh his his bucket list his helmet list um and uh and to make sure that it's still good right uh mm. you know so like writing on the on the bone after that like confirmed like confirmed, another tally yeah. mark and be like yes good yes yes uh this restaurant still excellent what else is on that list what else is on that list on that bucket uh, list of like things that he needs to accomplish okay um there is uh he's got to um go to candle keep okay and write his name in a special book uh he has not done that yet um he's got to uh he's got to go see a a pit fight um in thay um where they like uh do some gnarly wizard stuff and like uh you know as as evil as you can imagine he did do that he didn't like it um he's got to visit uh there's like a number of like special lakes that he has to like go to and and gather water from in in uh in like you know like a like a like a jar made for that purpose um so also relief is enjoying that 
Wag, what are you doing? Wag is uh, gonna go for a little like nighttime stroll. Okay, just just around the like the city, like maybe the market square or something like that. Yeah, Wag just you know likes to take in new places, and um, I don't think Wag's ever been to Marsimber before. No, certainly not. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so he he just wants to stretch his his uh, enormous feet. Okay, um, so yeah, so you walk through the market square. You, um, it, what what would be a treat for Wegg? Like, what would be the most delicious treat that you could think of? Ooh, um, Wegg really likes jerky. Okay, well, you see a the biggest jerky stall you've ever seen in your life. There's Albert jerky. There oh. is, yeah, delicious. There is, um. Auroch jerky. There's beef jerky. Standard jerky. There's chicken jerky. There's turkey jerky. There is one big long strip of dragon jerky. Holy shit. Oh my goodness. They're sentient. That's probably evil. (laughs) It probably Um, came from an evil dragon too. It did. It came from a a black dragon. It's double evil. Yeah. And uh, some other turkeys. A number of other delicious turkeys to, oh, to that eat. Sounds, that sounds great. He says, oh, my man. The <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, stall guy says, uh, why don't you uh, have some of my delicious turkeys? Oh, I, I've never seen a spread of jerky this decadent in all my years. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want? What kind of jerky are you looking for here? Buddy? Oh my goodness! Well, why? Uh... I'm trying. <laughs> I might. I wish my knowledge of D and D creatures was better. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of creature? And he says, "Well, you know what? I, you don't look like a very experienced guy. Why don't Why don't you tell me what kind of creature you'd like to eat, and I'll let you know if I got that kind of jerky." Oh gosh, uh, something with wings, perhaps. Mm. Um. Something, uh, something, a sturdy creature with wings. Mm, you're thinking maybe, uh, maybe wyvern jerky? Ooh, he points over wyvern. and it, it kind of looks like the dragon jerky, but it looks like it's, uh, maybe several levels lower <laughs> in, <laughs> in, uh, in CR. Less so, evil, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Less sentient. Mm-hmm. This is what about, what are you, what do you think about some wyvern jerky? Oh, I've I've uh, I've never had any. Well, you know what he says. He says, uh, let me let me. What about three gold pieces for a, a fine slab of uh, wyvern jerky? Well, I I think you have a deal, my friend. Okay, so he hands it over to you. It's kind of stringy looking. It's it's a long piece. It's probably like a foot long. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a like a big corn dog, like that kind of shape. You can hold mm-hmm. on to it in one hand and uh, nibble on the other hand. And he hands it right over to you. He says, "There you go. That looks like food for a week for you." Uh, well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I give him three gold. Okay. So uh, he takes that happily and he begins, you know, yelling at the next person who's coming on down the line. You bite right into that jerky. 
It's delicious. Oh. It's good. It's it was worth that three gold. That's three nights at the inn. Remind yeah. me. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I need to. <laughs> I need to remove three gold mm-hmm. from my from my total. I no longer have sixty nine gold. Oh no. Sixty six gold. I, I do. just need six hundred more gold. <laughs> um, but uh, so you do that, Weg, and as you oh, bite into so it, so savory and. Yeah, and just like mouth watering, man. It's a universe of tastes. Oh. And what right a wonderful when you city do this it, is. Oh, it's it's so good. When that happens, you get this like great feeling of uh, of deliciousness, and you're just kind of staring off. You know, maybe you sit down on a bench to do it, and you're staring off into the marketplace, and you see, clear as day, right dead in the middle of the crowd, standing and looking at you, you see Sweary. Do you remember who Sweary is? I do remember who Sweary is. Who's Sweary, Wick? Sweary is... Uh, viewers may... Or view listeners... It's not on YouTube yet, so they're not viewer listeners, just regular mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh is the ghost that Wegg talked to for a minute in the in the fog dimension mm-hmm. that he got transported to from the um from the Temple of Gerbil. Mm-hmm. Um, of Jurgle. Jurgle, <laughs> thank you. Uh on while the rest of the party was on their way to the tower uh, the Tower of Obalon. Mm-hmm. He's he's supposed to be very dead, mm-hmm. and he's also the first person that you raised. Well, yeah, that you well, did bad stuff to. Yeah, they Wegg and and Swery have a lot of history. Mm-hmm. He should be dead. Mm-hmm. He d- does he appear dead? He does not look dead. He looks mm. not not even like a ghost. He just looks like a dude. Just just regular old sweary, huh? Just regular old sweary. And he locks eyes with you, and then he turns, and he kind of hurries into an alleyway. Ooh, gosh. Okay. Um, uh, Wegg takes a larger bite of jerky. (laughs) Okay. And then decides that he should probably trail sweary. Okay. So now you're about halfway through your jerky. You're still holding it in one hand. You have your holy symbol in the other or anything? Or you're just single-hand wielding jerky? Uh, <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just single-hand wielding jerky right now. My holy symbol is always tied to my belt, I figure. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so it's it's within arm's reach. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I guess... Um, can I make a stealth check? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Uh, that's a plus zero. All right. Um, you could use your uh, you could use your inspiration. I could use my inspiration. I'm gonna do that. Okay. All right. So the first roll is a thirteen. Okay. The second roll is a seven. So All right. Thirteen. Got, got a thirteen. So you're trying to stealthily pursue, um, Sweary down this alleyway, right? Yes. Okay, so you do that. You're kind of creeping a little bit. This is nighttime, as you said. This is a nighttime stroll. 
So you're able to kind of stick to the shadows fairly well, as, as best as, as you know. Um, this, you know, being stealthy is not exactly Wegg's whole thing, but you've mm-hmm. been in a hole in the ground before. You've, you've spent some time in dirt. You, you kind of know how to stick to the shadows, at least. And you, you enter the alleyway, and there's, like, some piles of trash here. There are, there's, like, a wagon that's maybe for a business that's right here that's just kind of hanging out. So you kind of stick to that. At the end of the alleyway, you see a figure and he's kind of backlit. There's, there's at the other far end of the alleyway. There's a, 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 a lantern from a business there, and it's kind of backlighting him. So you don't really get a good look at him. And he turns another corner into kind of a second alleyway that that tees off. Do you want to, you want to keep following him? Yeah, let's keep going. Okay, you hear, oof, oof, oof. you hear somewhere in the distance, a hound bane. Is it is it saying anything? It's not saying anything. Okay. It's just wolfing. And you get to that corner, you kind of peer around the corner, and you see that there is a corpse lying there right in front of you around the corner. Face down. Okay. Uh, hmm. 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 What is the condition of the corpse? You'd have to get a little bit closer. It's dark. There's no light here. You can just see something lying there on the ground in front of you. Okay. Um, do I hear... I guess... Can I make a perception check to see if I hear any movement nearby? Absolutely. Or that's a 15. Okay. You. I'm assuming you're listening for footsteps, things like that. You don't yeah, hear, like the presence of another person. You do not hear the presence of another person. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'm going to make a small light as a cantrip. Okay. Um, and uh, provided that the that the area still looks deserted once I'm there. Uh. I'm going to slowly approach the corpse, the body. Okay. So you produce that light, and you can see a body very clearly in front of you. It appears to be the body of Swery, but again, it's face down. You're not 100% certain. If you really wanted to know, you'd have to flip it over. Okay. Um, does it look, like, fresh? Um, isn't like, is there blood spurting out of it? Well, no, just like, is this a, is this a, a, is this a halfling corpse or is this like a zombie corpse? This is a halfling corpse. Okay. Um, it doesn't have, you're looking for like, does it have gray skin? Does it look like it's been rotting for a long time? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Has it been eaten by something? Partially. No. It's not been partially eaten by anything. Okay. Um, I'm gonna use my holy implement to flip it over. Okay. I don't so, want to touch it directly. All right. So you kind of get your your shovel out and you kind of lodge it underneath the I guess like the hip and you you know try to spatula it up and uh, as it flips, what you what was a body seconds before you can see is actually you know it's almost like a trick of the light or something it's just a pile of trash 
There's like produce, there's lettuce, there's cabbages, there's what? some tomatoes, there's some like cardboard boxes, there's like a dead rat in there, whatever. All of that, and it just kind of shuffles off, you know, into, you know, it's like you've dug into a pile of trash and flipped some stuff over. And you can see that it's all of this trash is covered, absolutely covered in a swarm of ants. Oh. Yeah. And you hear that hound again. <laughs> Uh, Weg backs up slowly. Okay. And is, uh, terrified. Just, like, genuinely, just genuinely really freaked out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to leave. Okay. So, really uh, shaken. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I leave. That's it. Okay, so incredibly I'm, shaken, Weg, yeah. you travel back to the boarding house. And uh, maybe maybe when you retire for the night, you might use that shovel to uh, keep the door closed. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Weg, Weg um, uh, I eat the rest of my jerky, just kind of sitting on my bed, just kind of rocking back and mm-hmm. forth a little bit, eating my jerky, thinking. Uh, I got the I got the door jammed with uh, with my shovel, um, and uh, I asked the inn for some salt packets mm-hmm. before I went to bed, and and. Uh, and set up kind of a rudimentary ring of salt around the bed. Gotcha. What What about your Mastika coffee? Are you drinking that, or is that still? No, I'm keep I'm keeping that because uh, I'm I'm keeping that um, because Wet Weg wants to try and sleep tonight. He's not gonna he's gonna have a hard enough time getting any rest without uh the the exhilarating jolt of caffeine and flavor from Mastika coffee. Okay. All right. And so so you retired. And I'm assuming Silverleaf also retired after he had his one glass of wine and his delicious food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Tess, Tess, what are you doing? So, first of all, did we actually come up with a name for the sport that the bugbears play? Correct. We did. Uh, we that? actually created that that very episode. Uh, I went back and listened to it. The name of the sport is Faerun Ball. Faerun Ball. Okay. For some <laughs> reason, I was thinking Wizard Ball. <laughs> no, which, which Faerun Ball sounds kind of silly, but we also have a thing that's called World Cup in I our mean, world. So yeah, fair. <laughs> it's not that weird, I guess. So, yeah, so Faerun Ball, it is played with two implements that we established. It's played with clubs, and it's played with halberds. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know what that creates, but I'm just letting you know that is canonical and established. Oh, this sport's great. Okay. Uh, I'm okay. a huge favorite. And I've actually fan. written down, listen, listening to previous episodes, I've written down what we know about this. Um, there is uh, the the Silvery Moon Bugbears, and then there's Fish Polytechnic, but we don't know what their team name is. So, Silverleaf, what is Fish Polytechnic's mascot? Okay, can we say more about what Faerun Ball you can does. you can I've given you all the established information so far. No, so I know, yes. I know, but yeah. like can somebody else make a fact so I can pick between these two team names? Sure. Uh, who, who who plays the who plays with the halberd and like what do they do to the ball with the halberd? Jordan, you tell you tell us. Yeah. Uh Halberd the Halberd side of the team is on defense. Um <laughs> Oh so okay, so when you're on defense you play with Halberds and then when you're on offense, you switch out to clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the defenders are called Billy Wogglers. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
They're called Billy Wogglers. And uh, that's why they have halberds is because they're trying to pop the favoring ball. Okay, right. Um, anyway, Fish Polly's team is the uh, the Nets. <laughs> great. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, it's great. It's, yep. The Nets. Go Nets. Go Nets. Go Nets. All right. <laughs> The uh, okay, so, so that is that is all of the established for all listeners and for all participants. That is all of the established information that we have about favor and ball. Yeah, okay. please update the wiki. Yeah, please everyone update the wiki. So, um, Tess would actually like to go see uh, a game of favor and ball. Um, she was wondering if like anyone was playing in in Marsember tonight. Um, because she she. She originally saw a game back in uh, Athkatla whenever, before, like, she joined the party. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, wants to see another. She really enjoyed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, Tess, this is this is a great thing for you. So, of course, Marsimber has its own team. What is, uh, uh, what is Marsimber's team called? I feel like they should be something that's, like, opposed to the nets given that they're they're like a floating water sort of town rather mm-hmm. than uh the fish polytechnic presumably just being like the school of like a fishing village not actually being a floating city mm. um, uh i think they'd probably be like the captains the okay i was gonna say the mermen or something Ooh, the merman. Ooh, merman's good. Okay. Then, uh, well, you know what? I think that it's You've a... You've got alliteration there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Marsember merman. Marsember merman. Okay. Well, so the mermen are not playing tonight, sadly. Um, oh. It's playoff game. Marsember's hosting. Oh. And let me tell you, the two teams that are playing is Tess's hometown team, or at least big fan team, the Interplanar Institute of Portology's Mimics. <laughs> and just to give credit, this is this is what Mary came up with when I asked her what the hometown team was called. Hold on. The Interplanar... Institute of Portology. Portology? Portology. Like goal, goal imagery. Oh, okay. Portology, right. but so for por- portals, the study of portals. Oh, okay, portology. Cool. Portology. The Mimics. Um, and they're playing... <laughs> They're Sorry. playing the City University of Waterdeep's Under Mountaineers. Mm-hmm. You, it's so hard to follow the game, though, because it looks like just two teams of Mountaineers playing against each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is part of the part of their deal. So, uh, so yeah, so they're playing tonight. So it's the Athcotlands, the Mimics versus the Under Mountaineers. Okay, so... Oh, my God. I'm just imagining, like, the, the Mimics, like... Uh, mascot dancing around enormous like gangly limbs uh, big chest with a tongue flopping out the kids love him so yeah, Tess is, is going to pull out their backpack like to start with like a comically oversized chest that you can like wear as a helmet yeah um, and then like a styrofoam halberd that's like longer than the backpack so it doesn't really make sense how it's coming out of there the um, backpack of holding 
<laughs> and then like one of those giant like foam fingers and it's got like the mimics uh like symbol on it and mm-hmm. just like she ties a little like mimic flag to the halberd and she just she, she she's she's very excited <laughs> oh, yeah. i love this you'll notice here the development of an item that we'll call the bag of fandom <laughs> a nearly infinite number of items as long as they're about supporting a sports team <laughs> incredible uh, but yeah, so that's great. So you see it, um, you watch it happen. Of course, we all know that there are five innings in a Faerun Ball game. Uh, mm-hmm. There are uh, there's an inning where the home team controls the is on is on offense, and then uh, then it switches, and then it switches back, and then it switches, and then it's whichever team uh, has the least number of points at the end of the fourth inning. That's who gets control of the ball at the fifth inning. And at the very end, it's, it's neck and neck. The mimics are behind, so they get control uh, during the fifth inning. They make a beautiful attempt um, to, uh, to, as they say, uh, club it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to see. We're going to see who wins this very <gasps> moment. It's the Undermountaineers. They oh, use their no! halberds. Yeah, it's, I don't know what to tell you. They use their uh, their halberds. They use the pointy little thing at the top of the halberd to pop the ball at the last possible minute. It actually bounces off of the goal and then back into play. And as it bounces back in, one of the Undermountaineers over over the shoulders it pow oh. pops the ball with merely two seconds left on the clock. So. So sadly, the mimics lose. They're out of the playoffs. The Undermountaineers under go on to play the uh, the Manticores. <laughs> it's just Manticore. It's just him and his crew. No, he's not a player, but he does sponsor a team. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Well, but he's doing all right for himself. Well, uh, the Manticore himself probably doesn't do super well, but I will say that... Uh, the um, local aristocrat George Strongbearer um, mm. has a lot of money, like perhaps millions of gold, and he supports the team. But he just likes the Manticore. He has nothing to do with the Manticore. He's oh, okay. definitely not the Manticore. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he supports the team, but it's not from Marsember, weirdly enough. Mm. Weird. It's from Suzale. The Suzale Manticores. Anyway, hmm. anyway. So that's what Tess does. Sorry, sorry that happened. Sorry you didn't win. You know, sometimes you win some, you lose some. You win some. That was extremely some. good. <laughs> I'll I'll write up some rules for how to play Faerun Ball. <laughs> Maybe you can do a pickup game. Yeah, so Maybe. our audience will like uh, hurt themselves. <laughs> or maybe it'll just simulate a bunch of games and give us give us the like the whole tournament i'll uh maybe i'll put that behind the patreon wall i'll write up like a one-page rpg of how to play how to play fair and ball and that'll go behind the patreon wall i think that'll be fun don't um, use real halberds if you're gonna play fair and ball please do not use real halberds you will get seriously injured rule number one the, fir- the first annual range touch con will uh feature a Con-wide game of favor and ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only, only two casualties in the first of real-world favor and ball. 
we gotta have a we gotta have a Marsember Madness bracket. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea. That's such a good idea. Yeah, that's why it's all. That's why the playoffs are held in Marsember because it's right. Marsember Madness. Um, and and in fact, you have a statistical chance of going insane. <laughs> um, but, you drink uh, the swamp water. Uh, it's named after a, a real a real disease. <laughs> anyway, it's the next morning. Faerun Ball, it's good. Um, I'm working on getting that one sheet written up. That'll be on the Patreon at some point in the next month or so. Um, slow, slow, slow work over here. Uh, you know, it's just me doing stuff. Uh, if you're interested in hearing more about Range Touch, you can go to twitter.com slash range touch. You can go to twitch.tv slash range touch. You can go to youtube.com slash range touch. We've got a lot of different stuff that you can check out in a lot of different ways. I hope you will do that. And if you like any of that stuff for as little as a dollar a month or for $3 a month or for $5 a month, you can support this I, I was going to say channel. It's not really a channel. You can support this media conglomeration. You can you can Give us a little little cup of coffee a month. One cup of coffee a month. Uh, keeps us going, pays for a lot of hosting fees, all that kind of stuff. If you got $3 worth of enjoyment out of the first 21 episodes, uh, or even $5 worth of enjoyment out of the first 21 episodes of the show, maybe think about throwing a little bit of cash our way. Uh, that's on patreon.com slash ranged touch. There is the, uh, what do you call it? There's a link down below this in the description of the episode. You can go to rangedtouch.com to get all that information. Hope you will. I will see you in the now. I won't see you. You'll hear me in the next episode. Get ready. It, there's some shenanigans afoot in a romance. Mm-hmm.